What's going on everybody and once again welcome back to Casual Conversation with Will and Gary. I want to thank you for stopping by to this episode, episode number 24 and me and Gary have a guest with us this time. Joining us on today's episode was mine and Gary's former high school teacher Mrs. Lori Rooney. Uh, Miss Rooney was a great teacher. She's been teaching for about eight years. She taught at the same uh, high school that me and Gary went to, like I said before, Southside B Branch, and um, she's just a great person, a great teacher. We get into uh, how she started teaching, what she wanted, or why she wanted to become a teacher, what influenced her to do that, uh, which is very interesting. We also talk about uh, her hobbies and what she's into. She's a real outdoors woman, I guess you could say. She likes hiking, rock climbing, trail running, things like that. So um, we just have a great time. We talk for for a pretty good while about life in general and just. Uh, anything you can think of. So I'm sure we'll have something in here that you guys can enjoy and find interesting. But as always, I want to thank you guys for stopping by and I hope you enjoy the show. What's going on, everybody? And welcome back to Casual hello, hello. Conversation with Will and Gary. What episode number is this, Gary? Twenty-four. Twenty-four. I can't believe it. That was my that was my baseball number in high school. Number twenty-four. Twenty-four. Kobe Bryant. Kobe Bryant, bro. <laughs> Kobe Bryant. That's what they used to call me. They used to call you on Kobe Bryant on the diamond. Oh, they called they go, you. Oh, okay, Kobe. He's Wait, Kobe. I was number twenty-four. No, I was number twenty-four. <laughs> My basketball number was 24. You're, you were 24 in basketball. Yeah. I was 33 in basketball. So I was Kobe. I was, I was Larry Bird in basketball, bro. <laughs> oh, you're Larry? Larry Bird, number 33. Left-handed, too. <laughs> anyways. Anyways. <laughs> anyway. We got a good podcast coming for you today. We actually have a guest. A guest. Another one. You want to introduce? I always introduce. Will you introduce? Yeah, I'll introduce. Uh, with us today on the podcast, me and Gary have our good friend, our teacher at one time. Our mentor. Our mentor, <laughs> our sensei, uh, Miss Lori Rooney. How are you, Miss Rooney? Hi, I'm doing very well. I'm excited to be here. Excited for you guys. Ooh, I get, excited. get excited. Get excited. <laughs> I love it. So oh my much. gosh. So, yeah, Miss Rooney was our teacher in high school. She was also our track coach. State champs. Yeah. No, state, no runner-ups. We were runner-ups. Oh, runner Run champs. But you were individual champs. Thanks for champs. the gas. Yeah, we did. We were individual <laughs> champs. That's so right. I can say that. Yeah, Hurdles, sure. relays. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Well, mine doesn't really count. Yeah, it does. Because it was what? a team effort. Uh, you got a ring for it? No, yeah, you're it's right. A you're team state champion. Event. Yeah, yeah. Okay. state champ. You're state yeah. champion, bro. And runner-up overall. That's a big deal. I'll never, I know. That's what I'm saying, Like, man. that was like the highlight of my track coaching career so far. <laughs> Dude, when I won the hurdles, do you remember when I had my, my oh, tank top my at gosh. the end I, I ran across the infield? You I had that American stripped flag. the American flag tank. No, you didn't have it on. You just I, no, carried yeah, it over your head. Yeah, I just carried it. I had somebody hold it at the end. Yeah. You know, like they do in the oh, Olympics. Yeah. Yeah. Took like a lap around the, the field. I honestly don't remember that one as much, but I do remember the one where everybody fell down. And you got second, yes, though? Yes, dude. Oh, I, I literally man. got beat by zero or point zero one of a second, but everybody mm. fell. And it was <laughs> like me and this dude in the back. We were, we were fighting for it. Yeah. No. Good times. That was, all, that was awesome, yeah. Dude, that was awesome. Yeah, good times. That was in, my favorite track team. Anyways, um, yeah, so like, tell us kind of like where you're from, what you do, some of your goals in life. 
Just, all a, that just stuff. a little brief introduction before yeah. we get started. Okay. Some of your hobbies. Okay. Um, I grew up in Northwest Arkansas, um, Gentry, and uh, I played every sport and did well in school. Got some scholarships for Woo. UCA. I ran track at UCA, um, which was awesome. Go Bears. Go Bears. Uh, and I went to school to be a family and consumer science teacher, and I'm doing that currently um, at Southside B Branch. Go Ow. Hornets. Go Hornets. Go Hornets. <laughs> um, and I, I coach track and cheerleading, and I do all the things. And I have a lot of hobbies. You said, what are my hobbies? But I have so many hobbies. Um, basically, anything outdoors and sports and all the things. Um, hiking, rock climbing, uh, ultimate frisbee, Ooh, uh, ultimate traveling. Frisbee. Yeah, I actually... Um, you do some trail running, don't you? I, yeah, trail running, uh, camping. Very active backpacking yeah if it has to do with like physical fitness or physical challenges or being outside like i'm all about it that's reading right books. on awesome well what we like to do at the beginning of the podcast is just kind of talk about our weeks so uh will how was your week how was my week what do we do this week um this week today is wednesday so I'm, i forgot what i did the week before last so i'm just gonna go the rest the beginning of this week uh, <laughs> what did I do? Will Will's usually doesn't I have do very this every weeks. time. He's he's a pretty boring. I can't individual. remember what I did. Did you go to work? Yeah, I'll, I'll always go to work, but that's not very fun. Um, did you have anything happen to you at class? I mean, it's yeah, down no, to, yeah, 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 yeah. I went it's to class. Coming down to finals. <laughs> what, that, yeah, I actually went to class. I have to think for him. <laughs> right, right. Uh, we had to give um. In my oral communications class, we had to give like our big speech of the year or whatever. And uh, I had to go first, which I did that on purpose because I wanted to get over with. But dude, it was so weird because usually I'm super nervous for speeches. But since we've been doing this, um, it was very strange as to how easy it was for me to give the speech. Yeah. Like, no, I mean, I, mean I had it. Yeah, I had an outline and good notes and stuff. But our speech was supposed to be uh, five to seven minutes. And I was just going along, wasn't really looking at the time. And I had three main points. You had to have like three to five main ideas or whatever, or key points. And uh, I was just getting started on the third one, like fixing to get into it real heavy. And it was like six minutes and 15 seconds on the clock. <laughs> and I was like, dude, I got to wrap it up. So I had to like hurry up through that one and give the, the outro and stuff. But I mean, I could have went for at least like another five smooth. minutes was it smooth as butter yeah dude i got an a on it he said it was really nice. good heck yeah i was proud what was your topic uh my topic was correcting misinformation in american so get, society so let us know wow. a little bit about that correct well okay so mine was like <laughs> effective or like okay let me start over. Smooth as butter. <laughs> Not this time. <laughs> okay, so my research question was, is correcting misinformation effective? So like if you see something false talking or like online or if somebody's talking to you and they're like, you know, saying something that's not true, is it effective to correct them or just let them keep talking? And mine was, yes, it is effective to correct them if you do it uh, in the proper way. And my, I gave like three tips to proper uh, correcting, I guess you could say. The first one was, um, I already forgot, uh, <laughs> coherence, which okay. is a logical and organized like 
speaking. Yeah. Like if someone's listening to you, is it logical and is it organized? Can they comprehend it easily? The second one was educational tools that you can use when correcting somebody. So like um, different articles or scholarly journals or books, literature, yeah. whatever you've, you know, you can find. And then the last one was delivery method. Uh, and then I said, I talked about the difference between arguing and rebuttaling, mm. which arguing is like, they're, they're kind of the same thing, but rebuttaling is using statistics to reprove the other person or mm. like prove them wrong with facts, not just stating your opinion. Yeah. Not just stating your opinion and arguing with them yeah. just to get a response from it. So, yeah, I think that being, being empathetic towards the person's like, like show them that like you understand yeah, like it's like you're not doing it just to show. Yeah, them. and you're, like like show off. Yeah, like know? rebuttaling is kind of what a term they use in, um, like law, I guess, and which is kind of cool because they like use statistics and evidence to prove mm-hmm. the other person wrong. Huh. So a know. lot of people rebuttal. Are that's a, that's a, a cool rebuttal. world, man. Yeah. Or could cool word. Yeah. <laughs> but no, it went good. Other than that, uh. Played a city league softball game. Oh, I played two. Oh yeah, Gary played. Brian did too. Brian's on a city league softball team. Awesome. He probably beat us. He's on the other team. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't get a chance to go. What team is he on? Um, city, uh, city church. He plays with them. They're a good team. We or, played. I think we played them. I don't know if we. I can't remember. They've got like blue jersey kind of things. I can't remember. We probably lost. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure his lost. team's pretty good. Yeah, they, Will's team just picked me up. They had a dude that wasn't going to show up, and I homered in my uh well we played a double header so i had two nice. games but i homered hit it hard inside that the park though. inside the park was not a bomb <laughs> get excited yeah <laughs> no it, it was fun though it was fun yeah. no my week well yeah i played softball um and i don't want to go too far into this because we got we got rooney on we'll, i'll we'll do this in a solo podcast but uh <laughs> i got accepted to cox college uni or uh, cox college hospital in Ooh. springfield missouri Yay! and we'll be yeah, moving so up exciting. there for for two years and that'll be i'll probably be moving about mid-july congratulations um, i've got a lot more on that but i don't want to dive too too heavily into that we'll We'll talk about that yeah. in another podcast. I can't podcast. wait to hear about it. <laughs> I'm really proud of you. That's awesome. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, I'm um, proud. I was proud. No, but let's let's talk about <laughs> let's talk about. Let Miss say tell about her week, Gary. Oh yeah, Miss oh, Ring, yeah, how was your week? Uh, my week was has been great so far. We did a lot of like testing last week. So and last weekend I had an ultimate frisbee tournament. Did you which win? Was awesome. We did. Oh, my you team. did. Yeah, we wow. uh, um, we played a bunch of. Uh, teams from different like colleges and different travel teams and stuff and it was in fort smith um and we played uca's team and we beat them and we played asu's team and we beat them no i don't remember if we played their team or not but anyway we won the tournament and we got 20 dollar gift cards to the woodsman which is an outdoor store and i got it and other people didn't want their gift cards and i got an awesome jacket anyway (laughs) um that was last weekend but um so this week's been good my classes um we're kind of wrapping it up just with close to the yeah, end of the year. Yeah, it's only like a month of school left, isn't it? One month from today, actually. Yeah. And my seniors only have a week left. And so oh, it's, I have a lot of seniors. And so it's pretty Wait, crazy. Okay. Tell me who's a senior. Is Casey a senior? Casey Rice? Yeah. Yes. Oh, oh I gotta, I'm sorry. Should I not say last name? It doesn't yeah. matter. It doesn't okay. matter. <laughs> yes. I got to go to the graduation. You do. Yeah, we have to go. Bro, yes. I'm, I'm working that day. But it's a I, Sunday. On Sunday? Yeah. I work 4 a.m. to 4 p.m., but I'm going to go to uh, my my cousin's graduating, and uh, I'm going to go to his after party. 
Nice. So, I gotta um, go. Yeah, that group, though, isn't it crazy? It doesn't seem like it's been that long That's since insane. you guys graduated. That is. Did y'all graduate in 2014? Yeah. 14. Oh, yeah. man. That was five, five years, years ago. ago. It's 2019 Ooh. right now. <laughs> Holy moly. Holy moly. <laughs> hey, Holy moly. Isn't that the group of kids that you guys would play that card game yes. with? Yes. That's, yeah, that's what, I, that's what I was asking. Oh, if it was... man. I can't believe that that was that long ago. Wait, so... So is that Timmy? Yes. Timmy. Yeah. Oh my yes. gosh. Timmy's a senior. Timmy oh my god. Is a senior. And Sean. 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 Yes. Sean. Oh my gosh. Oh yeah. All these kids are graduating high school right now. That's crazy. Wait, you guys else? are getting old. Um, Macy Gwynn. Leonard. 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 Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Whew. Makes yep. you feel old That's right insane, there. Bro. That makes you feel old. Mm. No kidding. Mm. Wow. <laughs> Well, that kind of that kind of segues into what I was wanting to talk about, though, is uh, just your your teaching. Well, there was some type of award that you were given. Um, was it was oh, it the yeah. FCCLA teacher? I don't wanna, I don't want to butcher it. What was it? Um, well, it was actually um, the ladies from the Farm Bureau Women's Committee um, nominated me. It was for the Ag in the Classroom Arkansas Teacher of the Year. Um, which was pretty exciting. And yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about like why you got into uh, facts. Like what 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 steps did you take that was like, did you just know from the start or was it like something that you had to like build up to? Something happened? Did, I don't know. Tell yeah, us. no, that's a great question. Um, well, I, I grew up and both my parents were teachers. And so I kind of had always thought like teaching would be a good profession for me just because Number one, I really always liked working with kids, working with youth. Um, I worked at Camp War Eagle for five years, which is a Christian sports adventure camp. And um, wait, and I, so wait before before you go on in War Eagle, that's like Withrow State Park is up around that area in no. Northwest. Um, yes, it's like right on the War yes. Eagle. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, the War Eagle Creek. Yes, yeah, okay. it's that area yeah. up in Rogers. That's a beautiful Beaver area. Lake. <laughs> yeah, it's beautiful. It's and it's a really neat camp. Um, the Walton Foundation provides a lot of scholarships for kids that can't afford to go to go. So um, it's a really great mission. Yeah. I would work there again in an instant. It's, That's awesome. It's, it's great. Yeah, it was one of the best experiences ever. And that's one of the reasons I want to be a teacher, too, is because working with the kids up there was just such a positive experience. And getting to share Jesus with them was awesome. Yeah. But anyway, so I was at UCA. And I remember the day I I didn't know I wanted to teach family and consumer science right away. but um. I was at a UCA track practice and a group of high school kids came out there and um, they were kind of asking us for some advice on different events. And so I was coaching these kids in long jump and triple jump. And um, I was like, okay, this is it. Like I just felt like, I don't know, God spoke to me or something. It was like, you need to be a coach. And I was like, okay. So coaching was like something I've always wanted to do. Um, but then I was like, well, what am I going to teach? And I talked to my parents about it, you know, because they're both teachers. And they both taught something that were, my mom was an art teacher and my dad was a, um industrial arts teacher. So they didn't have like typical teaching jobs. And um, I grew up loving to cook and sew and I just craft and do all the things. And I love relationships. I love relating to people and like learning more things about, you know, being um, in positive relationships, things like that. Um, so family and consumer science just kind of made sense. And after talking to my dad, he was like, you'll never find a job doing that. Like there's only one person that teaches that at every school, like maybe going to like math or science, <laughs> yeah, um, English, maybe <laughs> somewhere where you're going to find a job. But, um, I ended up just like 
wanting to teach things I was passionate about. So um, it just made sense for me to teach family and consumer science. And once I got into it in my major at UCA, it was just like, oh yeah, sports nutrition. I mean, um, nutrition and wellness, like those are some of the things that I love most is just yeah. know, fitness and, and being able to teach kids that and, you know, how to relate to other people and things like that are just really important to me. So yeah. And so it made sense. it's, it's mentionable that like the department, like the nutrition department and the facts department at UCA are very closely tied. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so like I spent time, I just graduated in the same basically in the same building mm-hmm. uh, that, that you did, the McAllister. So yeah. I know a lot of the, a lot of the professors, like the facts professors and the nutrition professors. Yeah. We so it's, a good, it's a good department. Yeah. It's yeah. A good department. Yeah. I loved it. I loved UCA and, um, I love teaching. It's especially what I get to teach is so much fun. Like if I, and it's easier for me because I get to tell kids like, Hey, listen, you're going to use this one day. Like I remember, <laughs> I remember you guys, like at one point I was showing you those like Dave Ramsey videos in personal finance. I don't remember. I think it was you. Yeah, I, I, I didn't have that class Oh, with yeah, you. it Wait, was Will. What and did I say? He said, Ms. Rooney, this is actually stuff I need to know. And you like started taking notes. And Not I was like, kidding. this is what it's about. I, I actually have David Ramsey's book sitting in my, really? in my room. I've read it. <laughs> he's he's, he's uh, referred it to me. He's like, bro, you need to read this it's David Ramsey stuff. book. It's I mean, cool. Yeah. And if you don't know it, you don't know it. And That's the thing. Like with family consumer science and not even that, but just like stuff about like finance and uh, just stuff that you're going to do. I feel like they should make those more important in a, yeah. in like a high school setting. Amen. You know what I mean? <laughs> like stuff that like stuff about nutrition and eating well and your diet and your health and you know, every, stuff you're going to do like your taxes and your yeah. finances. I mean, I it, don't know. It seemed required. like it wasn't. Yeah. Yeah. I guess that's the thing It's it, as it's not required. Like you could still take it, mm-hmm. but if you don't know about it, then you never would, I guess. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. I don't know. That's interesting to me how they don't require that, but like a life skills. I definitely, I definitely think that that we should be teaching uh, like things in regard to your health and things like cooking, Mm -hmm. like cook. Like people don't know how to cook. Yeah, like it's true. Like teach somebody the safe way to cook a turkey or like cook a chicken or something. Because like you know what I mean. Like you don't know unless you. I don't know. Yeah. Well, and getting a chance. That's what I love about my classes is you get a chance to practice with food that you didn't have to go out and buy, you know, like you can practice the skills in a setting that like there's someone watching and helping. And, um, if you mess it up terribly, like, Oh, well, like I messed it up. Exactly. And then I didn't waste, you know, this $20 Turkey or whatever I can, you know, salvage it. And it was paid for by the school money. That is the worst. There's (laughs) just certain things that, that you should be able to cook though, man. Like everybody should be able to cook an egg. Everybody should be able to make some rice, some beans, stuff like just stuff like that. Like you should be able to do that. It is the worst though. Whenever you go and buy a bunch of groceries and you mess up the dish, Mm -hmm. Uh, me and Gordy made a lasagna the other day and I don't know what it was. We got this cheese. It was like Romano cheese, which I thought. I mean, it smelled really weird when we took it out it's, of the package. It's a very strong smelling cheese. For yeah, sure. I mean, it was stout, but it, I mean, it smelled bad. <laughs> and uh, I, she was like, "That smells disgusting." I was like, "Well, it was four dollars. We're using it anyway." <laughs> and we put it in lasagna, dude. I ate, I ate my share of lasagna, but I, I couldn't eat any more of it. Like usually, I go back for help, that bad? for seconds, dude. It was bad. Did you get sick? No, but I'd throw it away. Oh Man. no! I, and then we felt so bad, like yeah. really guilty for throwing away half lasagna. Yeah. 
You could have just wasted the four dollar <laughs> cheese, but no, the whole yeah, to make it. <laughs> uh, anyway, no, but that kind of segues into the next thing I wanted to talk about is like I remember when we were in high school, like you you took extra steps to like make what you were teaching us enjoyable. And so that is something that is kind of a movement right now in in education. And I took a class. It was uh, it was called Methods in mm-hmm. Family and Consumer Science, and that's yeah. what you talk about is mm-hmm. methods of portraying information in in different ways. And there's some really progressive uh, stuff going on in schools. And so, kind of talk about that because something I traditional schooling especially in science and like uh, literature and things are very, very just old school. Almost, boring, yeah, it's, it's boring. It's boring. Like, like, but it's interesting stuff, man. That like, for example, anatomy and physiology, the body is a cool thing. Yeah. For and, sure. and you look at these science textbooks and it's, I mean, yeah, they, there's a certain curriculum they need to meet, but it's, it's not enjoyable to read. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. I think, um, like the, when I took biology, not necessarily the uh, like the human body, but like the earth itself, I thought it was super cool. Like, no, it was mm-hmm. earth science. It was earth science, yeah. and like the way the like all the different types of rocks and the way the earth's crust is formed. I, I thought that was so cool, but it was so boring, just like going through the book and like just mm-hmm. reading the chapters, and then like a wa- looking at a presentation, and I don't know. Yeah, but it was it was interesting. I just didn't really want to pay attention because it was boring. So talk about some of the methods that you use in in your class to to kind of spice things up. Yeah. Um, well, I take that as like kind of a personal challenge of teaching because I want to be a good teacher. I want to be um, successful. I want my students to be engaged. I want them to be able to retain the information, which is one of the hardest parts. Of, a te- of teaching is like getting the kids to actually remember the things that you say. Um, and I really have to kind of like think outside the box when it comes to like students these days, because I know a lot of one thing that I've been researching, especially in my child development class and things like that are um, kids' attention spans um, and how they're getting shorter and shorter and shorter because like, get, let's say you're playing a video game and you um, are in a fight and you die. Well, all of a sudden you're alive again and you get to try again. You know, it's, it's all like, Oh, and then you like something happens and it's a victory and it's all so instantaneous that in the classroom, it just can't, you can't have it like that all the time. And I think it's also important for you to like slow it down a little bit. And a lot of kids might think it's boring, but find ways to make that interesting and intriguing and um, engaging for kids. So a lot of times, you know, I'll get kids up and moving around or um, we're in the middle of this super long lecture, note-taking, whatever it is, information that I have to get into your brains. And we're going to go on a nature walk today. Like we got to get outside. Like we got to, you know, do something different. Um, and having little brain breaks, like maybe you like stand up in the middle of something and like do the, the finger and the thumb switch. Thing. You know what I'm talking about? No. You don't? <laughs> no. Okay. That... Point at me and then give me a thumbs up with the other hand. Okay. But put oh, your wait. thumb down when you're pointing. Like this? Yeah. Okay. Can I switch? Ooh. Oh, no, I didn't. Not, Ooh, that... Yeah, now switch. Now switch. That is, switch. That's tougher switch. than I... Right, right. It like it engages both hemispheres of your brain, though. When you're working with two different sides of your body and you're trying to like figure out a system um which 
kind of recharges. Yeah, yeah, your like brain. That. So interesting. Um, if it's in the middle of this super long, boring thing, all of a sudden you have everybody stand up, which engages your body. And then you have them do this like mind, like a brain teaser kind of thing. Then it all of a sudden like, like, oh, okay, I'm, I'm alive again. Yeah. Um, and you almost have to do that every 20 minutes or so to, yeah. to kind of keep the mood light, kind of keep everybody on their feet. Because honestly, if you're sitting for 20 minutes and not moving in a chair, like your body starts to fall asleep. That's just what happens um, neurologically. So um, to kind of get kids, like that's kind of like on the, on the physiological side of things. but like teaching side i really like to make my classes fun there's so many math science english classes where you have to just memorize all sorts of information but with mine you get to like cook and you get to do yoga and you get to like do fun things too so i really try hard to make my classes fun yeah you said something interesting all ago about the um students attention spans when what like what year did you start teaching your first year ever? My first year was 2011, 2012. 2011. Okay. Have you noticed like a difference since then till now? You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. like the, not just the attention span, but just the way students like behave since like the times, are, you know what I mean? Like the times are changing and like technology is just ramping up so fast. Yeah. Is it like a difference from the students back then to now? Yeah. Um, I think I would, I didn't really think much about it back then when I was teaching. Um, but as this is my eighth year teaching at Southside, I've been at Southside my whole, my whole years of teaching. And, um, we like as, as a school, we've gotten a ton more technology. We've gotten Chromebooks, we've gotten iPads, we have um, basically a device in every classroom for every student available at any time. That's crazy. Oh, wow. That it is, is crazy. That's, that's insane. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. I mean, and, and when you talk about it, like, oh, wow, we're so far advanced in this technology and we have all of these resources available. Like, it's great. But are we like spinning our wheels here? Like, are kids really learning more? Are they really more engaged or are they sitting in? Playing, playing on games. an iPad, yeah, yeah. you know, and I, I like. See, that's yeah. what I, that's what I was saying because if I, I mean I, we played games all the time in school. Like, if yeah, we had, if we had a computer or like our own specific computer in class, I mean, I'd be over there just playing games all the time. Yeah. yeah, or like if I gave you, okay, write these twenty definitions, and you get finished, and you've got four or five minutes of class left, you're going to play chess or whatever. Check. Yeah, just play games. Yeah, and so I mean. I feel very strongly about um, the importance of being able to wait and not be entertained. I don't know. That's like kind of goes against the grain, but I, I heard, I think you guys talking about like being comfortable with being uncomfortable. And that's something that I'm really strongly passionate about. Um, but I feel like kids now are not, able they don't have the capacity to sit without entertainment and be okay like they have to have some form of constant what's next what's next what are we doing what are we what is this what is that yeah okay i need to just sit for a minute and they can't do it (laughs) yeah you know like just sit there like you don't have to be constantly bombarded with images and music and videos and you know it like can you sit outside on a yoga mat for 20 minutes without freaking out and checking your phone. Like people have a really hard time disengaging from technology, I think. Yeah. And yeah. that's culturally, one thing I wanna culturally something that we're, we're in this like fast food microwave society when 
things that come over time that you've worked for are 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 sweeter the the labors are are sweeter um and something that you can do to kind of practice um working on your attention span is practice delayed gratification exactly don't always like you're saying have to have something uh meditate on it do do something where you're you're training your brain to where you are mindful about like you said, something like checking your phone and it could be anything else that you mm-hmm. find yourself constantly just looking for because you don't always have access to those things. And if those things are what makes you happy, mm-hmm. you don't have like an internal happiness like within yourself. Exactly. People find their identity in yeah. their presence on social and media so, or in whatever. And saying that in regards to kids, these are fundamental things that need to be learned at an age, like how to, uh, like not only like cook and stuff, but to just be happy. Mm-hmm. Like, are we really going back to technology? Are we really doing them a, a justice by providing all this stuff and worsening their attention span and exactly. their their desire for that delayed gratification? Mm-hmm. Their understanding of kind of how the mind works in that mm-hmm. regard. Yeah, it's like it's like they just need to daydream. Do, do, yeah. do kids daydream anymore? I don't know. Like. I do that. I still do that. You know, it's kind of weird. Not necessarily meditating on anything, but just sit there and think Let about it. Let your mind wander. Yeah. Yeah. Without having to look at something, but. Yeah. I mean, Gary talked about that mean. a lot. How I like the way you meditating. put that. I like the way you put that. Do kids daydream anymore? You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like you don't really have an op. I've never even thought about that. Like you don't even have an opportunity to like just. Because you're like scrolling through not- whatever. Yeah. Just not do anything. Just sit there and let your mind just go wherever it Instead wants to Instead of go. sitting in class and then just totally losing what the teacher's saying and just daydreaming, you're, you know, just checking your phone and ignoring her. <laughs> yeah. Wow. <laughs> really? Uh, I mean, but really, though. No, really. Yeah. That's or, interesting, though. And uh, we, we've said that this before, too. Like, people don't like meditating on things because it it reveals things about you that you know you might not want to know you might not look at yourself without bias it's it's a it's a powerful thing absolutely but i feel like once this is the last thing i'll say about sorry gary i'm cutting you off you're good but like once you do it one time and you start doing it then it's like uh not exhilarating but like I don't know. I can't explain it. It's you look like, forward to you it. You look forward to doing no, it. Rejuvenating to like, makes like a lot of sense. Make yourself better. I don't know. Revitalizing. But it's like people haven't haven't done it. Like they don't have the taste for it. But like mm-hmm. if they ever do get the taste, then they'll be like, oh, I need to get some more of that. You know? Yeah. I mean? Just kind of. The more and more technology that we get, the more things, the more distractions, really, mm-hmm. that we that we have around us, the more necessary it is to disengage like you were saying disconnect yeah yeah because it's not it's not a bad thing to to go out and do and and let things distract you let Mm -hmm. things take up your time but it's when you're constantly doing that and you you're you're losing out on on the rest side of things it takes away time from your family or the people that you can sit and talk to face to face rather than exactly you know sitting at the table at a restaurant and you see these parents and their kids all on their devices and not even looking at each other and it just blows me away yeah we we talk about how unique it is that we have something that we can sit here and talk to somebody for an hour and it's like how often do you do that in today's world? Mm-hmm. And that used to be something that that happened a lot before, you know, cell phones especially. Mm-hmm. You just sit around and, and talk. Yeah. yeah. Go out on the porch yeah. and yeah. have a conversation. <laughs> 
Yeah. Oh, and I did want to say, I, I do believe that technology when utilized well is a great thing. You know, I think that it can definitely provide leaps and bounds of information and new and exciting, engaging ways to teach kids. But I've also run into the other side of it. And like I said, yeah, but There's it does have its place. Yeah. Yeah. In, in schools. The, sure. <laughs> the last thing I want to say about the, the education, we were talking about these, these ideas of like, you know, delayed gratification and attention span. That's something that happens within your mind. And so there's a, there's a saying that I have, uh, I, I can't remember who said it, but it's, it's awareness in itself is curative mm-hmm. or awareness is curative in itself. And so for kids to understand these, these ideas about attention span and delayed gratification, I mean, they don't, they don't understand uh, at, the, at the visceral level, like what's going on. Mm-hmm. And so I do believe that it's, it's important to, to implement at a younger age some type of psychology class in uh, junior high or, or something like that, because I wasn't exposed to any type of, of understanding about how my mind worked until I was in college. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, it's very eye-opening to just, just be aware of mm-hmm. these things. It may not change you initially, but you become aware of them. You plant that right. seed. Exactly. And so I think the earlier you can plant that seed, it's you, you have better outcomes. Mm-hmm. I think there yeah. should definitely be psychology uh, implemented in yeah. high schools. And mine was honestly later than that. Like I didn't have to take a psychology class even for the major I was taking in college, which was business. I had to take a sociology class, mm-hmm. which is, you know, kind of similar, but doesn't really get down into the deep aspects of it. Right. So I honestly didn't necessarily learn anything about psychology until maybe a couple years ago. You yeah. know, I was 21 years old before I even, you know, even got into it at all. So yeah, I wish I would have known about it a lot sooner. Mm-hmm. So. I think we offer like a semester course at, at the high school now. Of oh, psychology. Cool. And it's, a, it's an elective. Isn't it's an elective. It's it? not yeah, required. Yeah. And I just, I, I just think that it's going to get, I really do think it's going to get to a point where it's something that it's, it's implemented into the curriculum. Mm-hmm. Cause I think, I mean, as a, as a human being, like you experience life through, through thinking, through consciousness. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I think understanding that could, could be definitely be beneficial to not only like your success as far as accomplishments, but just to like your happiness, your emotions, your mm-hmm. understanding of yourself, your, your intrapersonal intelligence, you know? Mm, exactly. Well, and I think like jobs, a lot of jobs these days, the less and less you need to know about like information about the job, but because you're able to learn a lot on the job with a lot of careers that are available these days. And um, I think the more skills are looking for are those interpersonal skills. Are you able to cope with change? Are you able to work with others? Like do you know how you think and, you know, your, how your mind works and things like that? So. There are heaps of different studies on the difference. So because we, we take a lot of value in the, the logical, mathematical intelligence. There are mm-hmm. seven different types of intelligence. And I teach about that. Yeah. And the, <laughs> the, the, the mathematical, logical, you know, being able to be a, a bookworm type thing. That is very, very highly valued in our education system. But these studies show that people that have a intra and interpersonal intelligence, which are knowing yourself and being able to relate to others, 
you are so much more likely to be successful in what it is you want to do. Absolutely. Than if you are like logical, mathematical. And I, I'm not downing that. It's important to understand and know things and, and be good at your craft. Mm-hmm. But, but there's a wider range of opportunities definitely. for those people with the intern interpersonal skills. Exactly. For sure. Yeah. So yeah, that's man. That's yeah, that, was, go. a, that, that was, was a good, good one. <laughs> good combo. That's a good one. <clears throat> no, yeah. so uh, besides a teacher, though, uh, Mr. Rooney's got quite a bit of hobbies. Uh, <laughs> one thing that we do together, we we climb yeah. uh, rocks. We've climbed, uh, I don't know, four or five times at the mm-hmm. gym in Little Rock. So yeah. tell us a little bit about uh, what got you into rock climbing. Oh man, well. Um, I love rock climbing. It's my favorite thing to do. <laughs> I love rocks. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, growing up as a kid, like we, my parents were both teachers, so we traveled all summer and we camped and we hiked and we biked and we did all the things outside. Um, and so climbing up trees and mountains and the walls in my house, like that was just something I always did. So rock climbing was like, oh, that makes sense. Like I really like to climb, so I'm going to rock climb. Um, and so uh, a couple of years after I got married, I'm married to a wonderful husband named Brian. I love him. Brian. <laughs> <laughs> and we have a daughter named Sadie, and she likes to rock climb, too. And I'll talk more about her later. A little but junior climber. She is. She's amazing. Did you see her video on Instagram yeah, the other day? She it blows me away. Me. <laughs> she's amazing. She's, like, fearless, too. I love it. Anyway, um, so... I kind of met some friends um, that Brian actually knew, uh, and they I knew they were outdoorsy, but I didn't know anything about rock climbing really, so um, I don't know what happened, but my friend Amy uh, was like, hey, do you want to rock climb with us sometime? And I was like, more than anything in the whole world. <laughs> like, I'm serious. <laughs> the, literally, the very first time she took me out, it was a group of probably six or seven of us, and I slept in a hammock. For the first time, and this was probably seven, six or seven years ago, um, and I literally the entire night sat awake looking around being like, I'm camping and I'm about to climb tomorrow and this is going to be the best day ever. I'm so excited. Like, I just couldn't even sleep because I was so excited to like be doing things that I love to do. And I didn't even know that I loved them, but I knew I was going to. Like, it was just yeah, so exciting. It was just one of those moments where I'm like, this is actually happening. Like I'm really going to start to like do the things that I love. And, um, anyway, so I really started to get into climbing after that. And I went with Amy and her group of friends just over and over and over. We even did some night climbing with headlamps and, um, and then once I got comfortable, you know, top roping, I started to lead climb, which is where you do sport routes where you're clipping your rope into gear that you place on the wall. Um, and then I was like, wow, this is really exciting because it's more of like a mind game and you get to really um, challenge your head game thinking like, OK, if I do take a fall, then I might fall potentially like 15 feet. So got to really like wrap your mind around that. But I've never really been scared of falling. I think that's just like maybe like a part of my brain that is just shut off or something, because if I fall, I'm like, oh, that was fun. Let's try it again. Yeah. Um, <laughs> rather than like it being scary. but. Um, and then I started to get into some like competitions and, um, in 2016, I did a, um, 24 hour rock climbing competition with my friend Jeremiah. And, uh, we literally went to Horseshoe Canyon and it was us. And then I'm not sure how many other teams, but we competed and we climbed for 24 hours straight. 
So you start at 10 a.m. on Saturday or on Friday, and then you end at 10 a.m. on Saturday. Wow. And so you just like climb all through the Isn't night. that called a horseshoe hell? Yes, the 24 event? hours of horseshoe hell. Oh, my gosh. And it's amazing. So how many routes did you climb in that time? Um, I climbed 103 routes oh my in gosh. 24 hours. I was Is hoping it all to- like the same place? No, there's an entire canyon. Um, it's up in Jasper at Horseshoe Canyon Ranch. Okay. Um, and it's this whole canyon. There's like an east side and then like a north side. And all the way around, there are hundreds and hundreds of routes that you could potentially climb. So each route is on your score sheet and it's worth a certain amount of points. And the points oh, are okay. given to the route based on how tall it is and how difficult it is. What was the tallest one? Uh, 65, 70 feet. Pretty tall. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't really remember, but, um, <laughs> they, so you can do like, there are different goals that you can have for this competition. You can have the goal of the most routes that you can do. So you might do a bunch of easier routes or your goal might be to climb one route every hour. And that route is super hard, you know, or your goal might be to win the competition, get the most points. So you're climbing hard routes. You're climbing a lot of hard routes. Um, you know, people have different goals. Some people just want to climb for 24 hours. That's exciting for them. So um, I actually, we, we did really well for our division. We got first or second. I can't remember. But then this last year, um, I climbed the 12-hour competition, which I had had Sadie, you know, about a year before. So. Um, I felt like maybe I didn't have enough time to train, but then I ended up going out and I did the 12 hour with um, one of my other buddies and I ended up climbing 108 routes in 12 hours. So oh, wow. The, <laughs> That's awesome. I surpassed Dang. my 24 hour number of routes, which is pretty crazy. Um, but man, it was so much fun climbing for 12 hours. Like you don't have to think about like, oh, I need to reserve some of my energy. Like you just go hard for 12 hours and like yeah. hit as many. We did um, some easy and some hard routes in that and that was just it was really fun so it was really fast and i mean 12 hours is still a long time but yeah that's a long time <laughs> when we and gary went and climbed mm-hmm. we climbed for like an hour yeah and after that i was toast oh yeah. done yeah couldn't even like do the uh, oh, man it was terrible <laughs> couldn't even drive home gri- no like the well, gary was driving but my hand my forearms were like i don't know can't yeah. explain it <laughs> it's it really takes a lot of endurance training to build up the kind of strength to be able to climb for a long time. And um, it's, it's a different type of strength. Mm-hmm. Um, it, there's some videos on YouTube, these like big power lifters and, and these rock climbers doing these, these uh, grip strength tests. Mm-hmm. And the rock climbers, these like skinny dudes are like, like have so much more grip strength than yeah. these like power lifters. So yeah, it's just it's like a totally like, different type of strength. Yeah, a lot of it's in your tendons, like being able to actually like grip and pull down. Like the other day <laughs> I was at school and um, I was holding on to the top of the, where the door is, the door frame. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I wonder if I can do a pull up on this. So I did like a couple of pull ups, but it's just on that little tiny like mm-hmm. ledge. And I don't remember who it was. One of the boys was like, I can do that too. And they got up there and they were like, oh, I think my fingers are breaking. Because it's just <laughs> yeah. like, your fingers have to be strong. Like, yeah. it sounds weird. You don't have like little finger muscles, but I mean, you do, I guess. It's, it's the muscles. Like, the muscles are in there, but like you were saying, the, the, tendon. the tendons. Yeah. Because, uh, and the thing is, like, your muscles like break down and they grow back a lot faster. Your tendons take a lot longer to mm-hmm. strengthen. And yeah. so, 
what Marcus, when he was climbing, learned. Like he's, I mean, he's a real strong dude. Mm -hmm. uh, but his tendons, like his finger tendons, weren't there. He ended up kind of. He didn't really hurt himself that bad, but he tweaked a few things. Mm -hmm. Kind of had to slow down. Yeah. Because his muscles were stronger and were pulling on his tendons too hard. And yeah, it can so it, it's just a different type of of strength. Mm -hmm. that's strange i never thought about it like that yeah. yeah well and i was telling somebody the very first time that i went to the climbing gym was in college I, before i actually like really started rock climbing and i remember i was in the bouldering cave and a lot of those are like sit starts where you sit on the mats and mm -hmm. then you have to pull up i couldn't even pull myself off the ground like i didn't have the upper body and the tendon strength but now it's like nothing i'm like oh yeah blah 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 yeah but, like back then i was like i just didn't have those muscles yeah i can i can relate like the bolt like okay so bouldering is like you don't wear a rope you go like maybe what like 20 feet at or the less mat. yeah 13 the, feet is the gym i think yeah okay well it's you don't go very high you don't wear a rope but you it's like it's tougher because you don't have that like any assist of mm -hmm. a rope and so when you start bouldering, like the, they have like a grading system that goes from V0 to like V15. Yeah. Um, but like V0, starting out, like you go in the gym, you've never climbed a day in your life, like V0 is tough. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and bouldering problems are meant to be a series of hard moves because they're so short, such a short route. So you don't have any of those like, in between rest spots, it's all like boom, boom, boom. Yeah. So, but yeah. Well, since I you said, if I tried that or not, since you told, dude, you were toast by the <laughs> you, you got toast so quick. No, so he, did, he did. He did good though. He got. He sent a few five eights nice. on his. Wait, on there's his this first. one that I want to do it so bad. Yeah, it was uh, this I white one. Remember it. It, was, <laughs> it was this white. I tried it at least twenty times. Nice. He was so, like, you like, probably tired yourself I, out on yeah, it. Yeah, for sure. He's like, I'm not gonna leave until we get this one. We stayed and stayed oh, and stayed. Man. I can't get, get it. it. Oh, that's okay. And then Gary's like, you gotta rest in between i was like i can't i'm I just, just gonna, gonna go again yeah <laughs> no that, you'll you will not be successful if you just oh, go back bad. to back to back to and back it's, it's tough when you got like a like a competitive like <laughs> get it get it done type yeah, personality he's like freaking spider monkey up there and i'm like dang i gotta at least get this one and i couldn't do it yeah it's been fun watching you progress yeah i mean garrett i haven't man i haven't been climbing much i've i've been really busy trying to get into school and everything yeah. so that that's my excuse anyways uh -huh. that's my excuse yeah. we're going the next not this my not gym Easter membership weekend, but just just expired I was no going i mean down outside about, we're going to horseshoe so oh what what it'd be a weekend though won't it yeah oh i, I see i work weekends hey That's it's just, about to be summer oh you're about to move away i'm about to move mm. away but guess what what there's this there's a climbing gym in yeah? springfield it's yes. not it's not like crazy big it's probably about the same size as little rock if not smaller yeah uh but still yeah like go train you know yeah. Well, and Springfield's not that far from Jasper. Yeah. So I mean, it's you can meet in the middle. It's like, I think, three and a half hours from Conway. Springfield? Yeah. It's like right on the other side mm -hmm. of Branson. Branson. Branson yeah. Mm -hmm. It's not that far. No. It's not bad at all. Mm -hmm. It's probably It's hours. on like the north side of the Ozarks, and Conway's like on the south side. Honestly, like I think it's closer to Jasper than it is from Conway to Jasper. So. Cool. It's pretty yeah. much like Memphis, like Conway mm -hmm. and Memphis, and then. Or Memphis to the east and then Springfield to the north. It's like the same distance. Yeah, I'd say, I'd say that's about right. 
Yeah. So it's not that far away. And from what I've looked into, like Springfield is very similar, like economically and just like demographically to Conway. Mm-hmm. It's kind of, yeah. it's got a bunch of colleges. About the same size? Yeah. Well, 70,000, 75,000? I don't know I about. it's a little bigger. Yeah, I don't more. know about the population, uh, but it's, it's similar to Conway. Yeah, it is probably bigger, isn't it? Mm-hmm. But I'm, I'm excited to go. Yeah. Well, since you told about like how you got into rock climbing, I'd, I'd like to kind of share uh, how I did. Yeah. So me and Merck, we have, he's in Washington now. He's, he's in the Pacific Northwest exploring, training people. It's he's, exciting. I think he's training like 60 hours a week. Like wow. he's, he's got this like sales training position to where it's like he's training people, but he's like selling supplements and, and stuff like that as well. Nice. And so, uh, anyways, we went hiking a lot when he was back in Arkansas. We are very close friends. And um, we went on a hike. And we just got to talking about rock climbing because there was like some, and they weren't bluffs. They were just like these really big boulders. It's out on the, uh, at the Buzzard Roost Trail. I don't know if you've ever been out there. Mm-mm. But it's, it's just like these big boulders that kind of makes this bluff that you can get out on. And there's just like so many cracks in between it. And it's just, it's, it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we were like, man, uh, we should like get into rock climbing. And Marcus was talking about this gym that he had looked into in Little Rock, which is Little Rock Climbing Center, LRCC. Yeah. Shout out, shout out. <laughs> shout out. Um, but uh, we... We're like, or he said, you know, if I go sometime, I'll, I'll tell you and we'll, we'll go. So we ended up going like maybe a month or so later. And we thought, you know, it's just going to be something that we throw in our arsenal of things that, mm-hmm. that we can do. And if we're ever offered to climb, you know, we, we are familiar with it. We can right. go and do it. Yeah. Uh, nothing crazy. We weren't going to go into it super hard. <laughs> and we loved it. It was yeah. awesome. It's so, like you said, it, it's so challenging mentally and mm-hmm. physically. Absolutely. And me and Will, we've talked a lot about how the, the body is the mind. I mean, they're, they're connected. Mm-hmm. And, uh, that's that's just something I really like is is how mentally taxing it is because when you're on the wall and you're in like this tough position you're in this physical strain and mm-hmm. you still have to be thinking about all right I got to keep it together first of all <laughs> yeah but I've got to figure <laughs> out where I'm gonna move and how I'm gonna move and like with what force I'm gonna move and mm-hmm. it's just I don't know it's it's a good feeling yeah. is that your favorite part of it well I mean. Yeah, honestly. I mean, yeah. getting, like finishing the route is really fun, but mm-hmm. it's just like what you did to get there mm-hmm. is, the is like, yeah. <laughs> What's your favorite part, Miss Rudy? Um, or your favorite probably, aspect, I guess you should say. Probably just the physical challenge. I really like one of the things that you said, what do I want to talk about? And one thing that I really want to talk about is that like, like physical challenges are like one of my favorite things. I like to see how far I can push my body, how far I can push my mind. Like when I'm running, let's say I'm going on a a trail run, I will like set a goal in my mind. Okay, I'm going to do it one lap and I'm going to try to do it in this amount of time. And then that amount of time starts to come and I'm like, okay, well, I wonder if I can do it faster. And then um, I get to the end of the lap and then in my mind, I'm like, well, I wonder if I can do another lap. And so like, does my body right now feel like doing another lap? No, but can I do it? That's the question. If I like tell myself that I can do it, can I do it? Even though I feel like 
I mean, I haven't collapsed yet, so obviously I can keep going. So, you know, like (laughs) pushing yourself like further than you think you can go is like one of my favorite things to do. And so rock climbing, you get to really like challenge yourself, like with different like levels, difficulties of routes, you know, like, can I do that? Or, you know, can I not? So like just figuring out. And like Garrett was saying earlier, like the whole mind game of it. I remember when it clicked in my brain. I remember the route I was on the moment that I was at the top of this route at Horseshoe Canyon. It's called Learning to Fly. It's a Tennessee. And I had just belayed my friend who had taken a huge fall off of it, like trying to clip the anchors. And that's why it's called Learning to Fly is because if you don't clip the anchors, you're falling like at least 15 feet down. Like, And it's this huge overhung rock where you're like falling down underneath the rock. And so, and I was belaying and I pulled me up like 15 feet off the ground. Cause it was just a big fall. Anyway. So I was at the top of that route and I was to the spot where you're going to have to go over the top to clip the anchors. And my arms were feeling really pumped, you know, like the feeling of like, there's all the blood has rushed into the muscles of my forearms. And like, if I don't sit here and shake out for a second, then I'm not gonna be able to do it. And I remember thinking like, okay, I need to breathe right now. And I took a couple of deep breaths and decided in my mind that I was going to do it clean, like that part. And so like, I I don't know what happened, but in that moment I was like, okay, I've got to breathe and I'm going to do this. And then I like climbed it and clipped the anchors and it was like, that was that. But like, I didn't think that I could do it, but then I like told myself I was going to do it. And so like, that's kind of a cool part of it to me is like being able to tell yourself that you can do something that you don't really like you don't feel like your body's able to do it, but then you do it. It's really cool. Yeah. I, can, I can relate to like getting up just in the climbing gym because I still haven't climbed outside. I needed, man, I want to do that so bad. <laughs> I will take you. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> like getting up to the, like the very end or like the crux move of a, of a route and you're like so strained, especially yeah. like if you're right there at the end, mm-hmm. you're so strained. And just to, just to like, it's like at first your mind is like, oh man, no, I ain't got it in the tank. Mm-hmm. And just to take that deep breath to to just bring it back together and to have to have the energy and focus to do that and then mm-hmm. make that move, man, that's yeah. something. It's like a decision. Yeah. And it's it like you, you don't so... know it's a decision until you decide that it's a decision. And then like it's your like, mind's like, I, I really don't think I can do that. And then yeah. you're like, okay, I'm going to decide yeah, right now. <laughs> that is. I, <laughs> Mind over matter, I guess. <laughs> and it, it like it gives you that confidence too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It gives you that confidence because you know, like you show yourself that you can overcome things mm-hmm. if you just like stop, take a breath and yeah. decide mm-hmm. to do it. Well, and sometimes I decide to do it and then I fall. But, yeah. but you know what? I'm, it's not because I'm like, okay, take, like I'm, I'm about to fall off. Like that's, I don't ever want to be that climber that's like, okay, I think I'm going to fall. So like take up slack. Yeah, I, I want to like go for it and make, take that fall if I'm going to fall. But like, I'm, it's not going to be because I'm like giving up. It's, it's a, because I'm going for it. It's important to have confidence in yourself yeah. for sure. Yeah. yeah. But like me, like a beginner, I definitely wouldn't do that because <laughs> right, I don't, right. don't want to fall. You no, know I mean? it comes with experience for <laughs> like, sure. I don't want to fall off the side <laughs> of the cliff. You know? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've been doing it for like five or six years. Yeah. So I, I well, kind of know mean, where my limits I mean, you are. Have, and... You have skills though. So, I mean, you can, you know, I'm being serious. Yeah. Like you um, have the necessary skills to take a risk like that. Right. Where, you, you know, you're not yeah. going to. I mean, you might well, hurt even, yourself, but you're not going to. Even learning gonna... how to fall is important. Like knowing the right way to come down and land, like with your feet. Because there have been people that have fallen and like broken their ankle or gotten their foot behind the rope. And 
Like my friend Amy, the one that I was telling you about, took me out for the first time. She got in a situation one time where she wasn't as experienced leading and her belayer wasn't as experienced lead belaying. And she got in a kind of a weird situation and took a, a little bit of a fall, but her foot got caught behind the rope and it like snatched her ankle up into the air and like broke her foot. So um, they had to like carry or she had to hobble out of Jamestown is where they were. But stuff like that can happen with people that don't have the experience that, you know, yeah. you need to really... Oof. Oof. Yeah, <laughs> broke her ankle but on a rope. That doesn't Snap. happen very often. <laughs> if you if you go with people that you know do have experience and can kind of keep an eye on things, that's really important. Yeah, to like have somebody with you that like has that's done it a lot. You know. Yeah, for sure. Well, is there anything you wanted to ask her about climbing? Will I'm fixing to move on. No, I'm good with that. <laughs> so, I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> I don't know too much about climbing. I can't ask if any questions about it. If Brian listens to this, it. I think he's going to have like sweaty hands with anxiety because he <laughs> sweaty hands. Brian does not like, like to climb. Palms, <laughs> have, y'all, have y'all seen the Dawn Wall and, and Free Solo? Yeah, those are which one is that? It's like at, when Al, Free Solo. Oh yeah, is okay, the one yeah, Alex yeah, yeah. Honnold. But in like the movie though, like they made a movie about. Yeah, it. I haven't seen the movie. Is it's, it good? It's it's good. It's really good. Don Wall, I liked a little bit better. I, I like Don Wall too. It's Tommy Caldwell, and it's all about his story of kind of his life. Like he started climbing as a teenager and got really into it, and he just experienced a lot of crazy things. And his story is just so cool. And he's like this super nice guy. That's like, I don't know. He just seems like a good person. But yeah, well, he cool. he is like one of the best climbers in the world. So talented, and he. He like doesn't have one of his index fingers. Yeah. Why? Like, he cut it off. Oh, sorry. Gotta watch the movie. Gotta watch I'm the gonna, movie. I'm Don't it away. spoil it. I know spoilers. Sorry. No. Uh, no. You'll see. On a, real quick though, I was listening to a podcast the other day, and it was talking about not necessarily climbing like uh, a cliff, but like climbing summits of mountains. Yeah. And uh, it was talking about Mount Everest, and it was like the casualties of people that like of like very experienced climbers that had climbed it and died were like in the hundreds last year. Like yeah. each year it's hundreds of people that have died. There's like, like a, trying to climb. I can't and remember. There's like I don't avalanches. Know. And oh yeah. It's crazy. Of... And there's like the guy, it was, oh, it was a Joe Rogan podcast. I don't remember what the guy's name is. I have to look it up, but he said like they were climbing it. He did it like either last year or the year before. And it's so cold up there and you can't like take the people down. There's like, bodies that are like preserved on the on the trail the, oh man you know what i mean that, that and like so every creepy. time you climb you see them on the that yeah. is so That'd insane be super creepy that would be creepy every time i just think of climbing i think of that like, I don't... i'm just gonna <laughs> fall and break my neck or something no you know what I mean? no no yeah doing like super duper <laughs> alpine climbing is not something i'm really just drawn to <laughs> I'm, I'm just talking about climbing like well, if you if think that's gonna happen you're like when you're 70 rock feet in the air and you fall down but no okay if you're on top rope which you would be which means it's already connected to the top and you're 70 feet up if you fall you're just gonna sit down in your harness you're gonna fall like two inches you're not gonna fall fall oh okay i got you yeah. every time well every time you guys talk about climbing i just envision like you're at the top and then you're climbing and you fall off the whole thing. No, 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 <laughs> no. You have a rope and a harness and like you basically, like if we were to take you out, we would set it up like ready to go so that we could just belay you from the bottom and you just okay, climb up. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. We would never like, okay, you, like, hey, hey, Will, go place your own gear um, into the rock and then climb up and trust it. No, you don't have to do any of that. Yeah. <laughs> but like if you did that though and you were 70 feet up and your 
Anchor didn't hold, and you'd fall 70 feet, wouldn't you? Yeah, but you See, just gotta trust the you, you know just gotta I mean? trust the anchor. Do you, do you trust, trust the gear? The that trust the anchor. Yeah, right. <laughs> now, before we, right. before we get off rock climbing, have you ever heard of the El Chaltons uh, down in South America? I don't know. Probably. Oh man, they're very, very, very south in very, very southern <laughs> in South America. Okay. They're very south. And they're, south. they're so beautiful, yeah. but they're, they're pretty dangerous to oh, go yeah. to and climb. Yeah. But I've seen some guys go out there, and it's not like Everest dangerous, but I'm thinking about like making that a goal of mine to go down there one day and, and yeah. go back there, you know, far off goal. But, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. You know, try and gain the experience where I feel mm-hmm. comfortable enough to do that. Yeah, one of my bucket list items for my life is to go out somewhere i don't even care where yosemite or i don't know the pillars in wyoming or wherever and do a multi-pitch route and actually like take up a portal edge and sleep on the side of the cliff and then keep climbing the next day like that's one of my bucket list items of something that i like have to do is sleep on a portal edge i can do that on the side of a cliff isn't that just like (laughs) a hammock that you oh yeah yeah (laughs) yeah you literally climb up like a thousand feet or 2,000 feet or whatever, and then you set up a tent on the cliff side. It's not even like See, really like, a tent. It's like a okay, ledge. We're, we're, we're on this topic, but any, like <laughs> you said a 1,000 feet. Like There's no way you can go to the... Like you were talking about earlier, that you have the rope secured at the top of the... Mm-hmm. There's no way you can do that if it's a 1,000 right. feet. Like, well, so it, if you fall, you're dead. No, no, no. You have gear. <laughs> you have these like cams and these different pieces of trad gear, traditional climbing gear. Um, that you like squeeze it and you put it into a crack in the wall and then you let it go and it stays and it will hold your body weight if you fall. So all the way up the mountain, you're taking these pieces of gear and placing them to protect you from from putting a lot of faith in the gear. You are. Yeah. And you better know how to place it. That's why you have to be very experienced to do trad climbing, traditional climbing. Though, like this is kind of different topic, but those (laughs) gear companies, like Uh there's, pressure's on their insurance has to be so high (laughs) no because it's it's use them at your own risk like they're definitely safe if you know how to use them oh yeah i don't know that gives me the (laughs) you sound like brian he's like he's like i don't trust the harness i don't trust the rope i don't trust any of these draws (laughs) i don't know oh my gosh that's 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 one of me and marcus's goals is to go to yosemite and and sleep sleep on the side and do do one of the you know two thousand foot Mm -hmm. yeah uh, routes yeah, they have a multi-pitch climb here in Arkansas. It's called the Grand, Tra- Grand Traverse, um, and it like goes across this bluff line kind of um, horizontally. So interesting. Yeah, that's sport. Do you know? Do bolts. you know of it, like how the climbing is and like the Smokies and like the Appalachian? I um, went and climbed in Tennessee once. It was it's north of the Smokies, but um, at Foster Falls, Tennessee, um, and it looked like. It was a scene from Lord of the Rings. Like, it was beautiful. Like, you hike down into this kind of canyon to go along the bluff lines, and it had this, like, majestic bridge and this huge waterfall that came down. It was was gorgeous. Um, But, yeah, I would definitely suggest. Yeah, and it's graded much more difficult than climbs here in Arkansas, I think. Like, I I would normally warm up on, like, a five- eight or five nine right now like just kind of warming up getting ready to like do my harder climbs but out there like a five eight felt like so easy a 
10 B here. Oh, so, it's, so it's okay. Yeah. 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 Like I was climbing a five, eight and I was like, Oh my gosh, what do I do next? Like trying to figure out the move where yeah. here a five, eight, I'd be like, doo, 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 doo. yeah. So that's funny. Cause Marcus went down to Florida and mm-hmm. you know, Florida's flat as a flitter yeah, and yeah. he, he <laughs> flat as a flitter. There's not a whole lot of mountain ranges. Yeah. So. And so like down there he was, I mean, he sent like a five eleven, whereas back here, I mean, he hasn't gotten, I mean, right. he, he's gotten close to like some 511 A's, uh-huh. but not, but he was down there in Florida. So it's right. like weird how the grading like varies. I wonder, yeah. I bet like in Yosemite, oh, it's yeah. like, it's like much more difficult yeah, than no doubt. we would be climbing here for sure. Yeah. And it's yeah. just different rock. Yeah. Granite versus sandstone. Just gotta send it. <laughs> send it, bro. Silly? I'm still gonna send it. I'm still gonna send it. <laughs> Oh, so oh, besides rock climbing, you're you're uh, you're into to y- yoga and yeah. like what the reason I bring that up. I'm doing. I'm currently like on day like four. It's like forty four, forty five of this hundred days of yoga. Yeah. So I do. It's a hybrid thing. So I'll lift some days and then uh, do yoga other days. Mm-hmm. But it's an hour's worth. Uh, it's like an hour routine when I wow. do on the days that I do it, and yeah. it. Like at first, starting out, like it was very tough. Yeah. But it's like when you finally get to the point where you can like syncopate your your breath and your movements. Mm-hmm. It's very, I don't know. It's I like doing it in the mornings to yeah. to, to wake up mm-hmm. and like it's just I don't know. Start your day off. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I love yoga. I love acro yoga. That's what I was gonna ask. Like, yeah. tell us about this acro yoga because that stuff seems like uh, <laughs> that seems like another level <laughs> to me. That I mean, I'm not making fun of it or anything. It seems yeah. kind of like gymnastics. It is. Is it kind of like gymnastics? Yeah, it's um acrobatic yoga. Acro- oh yeah, I guess it's acrobatics. So it. I mean, it's very similar. You know, there's a lot of skills that you would use in gymnastics for acro yoga um so, so explain what acro yoga is before you go and talk about okay um acro yoga is like partner yoga where you have a base and a flyer um it can literally be anyone basing anyone flying um typically if you have really strong leg muscles you would be a base and then um you know flyers anyone who has a a good core it takes a lot of core strength to be a flyer and some flexibility um because you're basically doing the yoga moves um, so the the base is is down on the ground holding mm-hmm. up the person that's the flyer yeah like if you've ever played airplane um you have someone laying on their back on the floor and then their feet up in the air holding someone up into up in the air so um that's the most basic acro yoga and then it gets a lot more complicated from there you do yeah you've you've put some <laughs> some pictures on instagram before yeah. that, are, that have these very complex uh poses and yeah poses and there's different sequences and um flows they call them you yeah like yeah i know what flow, you're talking about um through different sequences of movement and that's that's a big part of acro yoga is um balance and strength and um you know, flexibility is a part of it too. Um, I know for you, but I'm sure like you've probably experienced more flexibility from doing an hour of yoga a day. Definitely. Um, definitely. Yoga, it's, definitely your range of motion is just so much better after yoga. And so the, the way that, that my program is set up, like there's five different types mm-hmm. of yoga. So there's, there's like a hybrid that, that kind of mixes them all in, but there's cardio yoga where you just like really flow and like just yeah. quick movements. You're not really holding anything. You're mm-hmm. up and down off the mat, like 
you'll go down you'll do like the little cobra pose mm-hmm. go into a down dog just like these all these crazy fast yeah. things and then there's a day of like strength mm-hmm. where you're you're holding and like suspending yourself like mm-hmm. doing like you know very mindful push-up type yeah. things almost uh and then there's a day that they call yin yoga like a, the yin yang the yin to the yang and you're just holding poses for like three to five minutes at a time yeah and then there's another one that is like strictly like backbend yoga which mm-hmm. is i really like that one because as a phlebotomist like i'm bending over all the time drawing blood on people and mm-hmm. to to really kind of contrast that that bend right um and then there's another one. Oh, the balance yoga and that's that's honestly the hardest one for yeah. me is yeah. being able to just like get in these wild positions like on one leg or mm-hmm. like hold these just I don't know. And and it's cool because like I said I'm on day 44, 45 and it's like these poses that I couldn't even begin to think about holding for the length of time that the dudes making me hold right. it. Like I'm getting to that point where I'm pretty stable. Yeah. So it's, it's cool because you can see the progression. Absolutely. Yeah. And acro yoga is cool because you are working with a partner. So it's um, more social. I feel like yoga in and of itself is very personal to each person. You know, like when you're doing yoga, it's just you. You're focusing on your breath. You're kind of turning internally to kind of, you know, some people like pray or um, think about their life or just try to lose everything out of their mind when they're doing yoga. But acro yoga, you have to be mindful of the other person too, of their movements and their actions and how you have to react to something that they do um, to like counterbalance when, you know, through the movements. And I've always been kind of a person who I do a lot of handstands in my life. Um, A a lot of handstands. Um, I really like handstands. So being upside down was something that was very familiar to me. Like, having my feet above my head. Um, and in acro yoga, that happens a lot because you're moving, maneuvering, you know, getting into different um, positions and things like that. So um, my spatial awareness was already kind of set up for that. But a lot of people, when they start acro yoga, they haven't spent a lot of time, you know, with their feet over their head. So kind of learning that spatial awareness is something that it's just another physical challenge that yeah. you, know, you can meet. The plow, sure. the, the, you know, the, the, the pose the, the plow, plow. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you like put your head or your feet like over your head yeah you're over your head and you're like hanging them like way above it's just like that yeah. was really hard for me to get into at first uh-huh uh, just things plow. that you're not used that's to what, that's what you remind, that's what they call it dude, the plow <laughs> yeah and it's, you look think about it you look like a plow <laughs> like yeah. you're ready to go and uh-huh. um yeah yeah. So acro yoga. I haven't done as much acro lately. I've been. Where would of, you like? Where would you go to get into something like that? Um, I have a couple of friends that kind of got me into it. Um, and Scott, the guy that owns Round Mountain Coffee, he's um, one of the teachers of acro yoga in Arkansas. They have Arkansas Acro is a, an LLC company that started, and they used to meet on like one night a week at Sunshine Academy. But now they are at the Arkansas Circus Arts in Maumelle. They have a venue there where you can go and anybody, beginner to advanced, can go and um, learn different poses. But then also like there's like a free play where you can get with different people and like try different things. So if you're wanting to get into it, you can look up, you know, Arkansas 
circus yeah. arts in okay. Mono, and they have um even if you want to get on the there's like a facebook group or instagram that's arkansas acro um and they are based out of central arkansas so if you wanted to look them up that, yeah that's a good place to start cool. for sure um, or you can just get with your buddies and look up YouTube videos and be like, let's try this, which is yeah. what, we, what yeah. we did at first. And crack your head because you don't know how yeah, to hold Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah, get a couple of yoga mats, <laughs> yeah, right? That's, that's going to help. Sure. <laughs> no, um, so besides like all this this physical and outdoorsy stuff that you do, um, so you, you, you've already kind of mentioned this, but you are relatively new a new mother yes um so talk about talk about sadie claire (sighs) sadie claire rooney she's the best um i you know brian and i were married for eight years before we decided like okay i guess it's time to have kids now um so i mean it it was definitely a a thing where we thought about it for a long time so we had a lot of opportunity to kind of reflect and like how do we want to be parents? And, and now that she's like actually here, it's almost like, this is going to sound weird, but it's almost like an out of body experience. I'm like watching myself parent her. (laughs) And it's like all of the things that I thought would happen that I knew would happen are all happening. And it's like, Oh, this is what I taught for eight years in my parenting class. Oh, this is, she's 20 months old. It's time for her to start you know, hitting things because she's lashing out at the world and like, she's doing it. I'm like, this is just so strange to like, see this little person hitting all these milestones. And anyway, it's awesome. I love being a mom so much. And I just, I just love it. Like I didn't know because we waited so long. I was like, is it going to happen? I had all these like fears about it. Like, am I going to be good at it? And is this going to be like natural to me? Because, you know, you just don't really know until it happens to you. And then um, all of a sudden I have this baby and I'm like, okay, yeah, everything's, this is great. Like everything I, I, I feel like I'm good at it. I feel like I, yeah. it's something that I'm successful at is like loving her and like providing a good life for her and like trying to discipline her the right way. And you know, I'm not perfect, but I try really hard to be a good mom. And I think that that's the most important thing. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. Was it weird? I, my cousin, uh, recently had a baby. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, he said that the weirdest thing to him was like when she was born, it was, he like didn't, I mean, he obviously realized it was the same baby, but like yeah. when, when his wife was still pregnant, he was like, so it was like so surreal that he was like, whoa, it's like that human was in there yes. and now she like exists in the world. It's real weird. It yeah. really is. It's this like super strange process. You're like, okay, I'm having this baby now, but like, wait, my belly was just big. And now there's a person in the world. Like what? Like, there's, like <laughs> some disconnect there. Like that person was inside my stomach. I mean, uterus, whatever. But yeah, it's really, it's interesting, especially because Sadie was nine pounds, nine ounces. She was humongous. And so I was like, I didn't know that that big of a person could fit in here so yeah that's, it's like it's, it's like if you so if strange you, when you stop to and think, think about, about it it just gives you a weird not a weird perspective a, a different unique perspective on life because mm-hmm. it's like it's like they didn't exist but now they exist like, like boom all know, of a sudden it's, it's so strange there's a person me. in the world that's breathing and like yeah i mean and think about like alive. all that they all that happened for them to grow like it's so insane. To and me. it happens so fast. Like the first heartbeat is at like five weeks. Like their heart is already beating. Like from nothing, from two little mini cells, like dividing within five weeks, it's already beating. It's insane. I know. 
It's crazy, man. Yeah. Man, that is something <laughs> that does not cross my mind very often. <laughs> um, Will, what? you're gonna have you're gonna have a little child running around here in the next few years. I bet. We'll oh, see how I, it thought, goes. I thought you were about to announce something <laughs> no, to me. No, I was no. like, no, <laughs> oh no, no, no. I was gonna we'll have a little a little William running around. I hope I don't Man, have a little William running around. You know what? Sadie is so <laughs> stinking smart. She's and it's just so cool. I, I feel like I have to brag on her because she's just yeah, so amazing. Yeah, brag in on way. her. Let I us mean, know about like what let's know a little bit about her personality. Um, I've never actually met her. She's super a one and a half year old. Like she's so sweet. <laughs> she's so sweet. She's like super one and a half. I'm she so- is. <laughs> I mean, she's like really sweet and oh my goodness. Like she even says things like she's five. Like she will speak in full sentences already. It's it's nuts. That's awesome. And she's like, Mama, I missed you. I'm like, What? Who are you? And I'm like crying, like <laughs> baby. I love you so much. And she's like, I love you. And that's oh, just so sweet. And then um you know, something happens and it like turns a switch and she's like, oh, my turn, my turn. It's my turn. And I, no, I'm going to brush your teeth. It's my turn to brush my teeth. Like, it's just so funny how it's like, they're little, these little bipolar creatures that just run around and <laughs> they like love you one minute and then they're like throwing things at you. So you turn on the TV the next minute. I was like, literally in my class one day in parenting i was like and make sure you don't like turn on the tv and use it as a babysitter for your kid and we get home and i'll have this something urgent that i had to do and i was like what do i do tv <laughs> <laughs> like the parenting teacher yeah. goes against exactly what i said not to do. like and that's not what i do all the time but you know like yeah it, nothing's gonna be exactly what you think it's gonna be and life happens yeah and i think that's good to like give yourself a little bit of grace sometimes and like just try your best and and she's she's just so great. She's super athletic too. She is really good at balancing. She can hold herself on a bar, like a little pull up bar. She can like hold on to it, and she's she's great. She rock climbs all the time, and she says rock climbing even if she's like climbing up on a little like tub or something. She's like, Mama, look, watch rock climbing. Rock climbing. <laughs> I'm like, yay! Like I love it so much. She's she's the best. Climb up the stairs. Yeah rock climbing yeah yeah <laughs> rock climbing but she i really thought that i was gonna have a dark haired dark eyed baby and she looks nothing like me yeah <laughs> nothing. i know yeah. i was like oh there's gonna be a little mini me it's a girl so she's gonna look like me yeah. no she looks Not like a little close. brian rooney she looks like brian she yeah. looks exactly <laughs> like him like exactly but anyway <laughs> she even has blue eyes i'm like okay that nothing like me. Nothing. You got salty okay. about it, huh? Just a little. Like I carried her in my womb for nine months, and it's she's like, not even gonna on, look like me. me. Yeah, you know exactly. I mean? Come on. Oh goodness. That's that's but, interesting. Yeah. It's interesting to hear parents talk about their kids. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and you know, like I have all these like hopes for her and dreams for her, and like it's weird thinking that she's like her own person, but I'm like. I just really want you to love Jesus and I really want you to be a productive member of society. And I'm like, wait, she's one and a half. Like, yeah. well, take a step back. Yeah. <laughs> like we say our prayers and we do all that, but, but I can only do so much. Like she's going to grow up and make her own decisions and like be a human being. It's hard for me to like, like I can see it. I can see her little personality developing and like her becoming her own person. And I'm like, that's so crazy that I can, things that I say and do are influencing her every second. 
Yeah. Like if she sees me on my phone and I'm playing on her phone instead of hanging out with her, she's like, mama, watch, watch, you know? And I'm like, am I going to be present with her or am I going to sit there and be selfish? So, yeah. you know, that's something that is really eye opening to me is seeing her see me and like yeah. re- reacting to that, you know, like how I can, like the thunderstorms the other day, um, like there was a really loud thunder and she like looked at me and I said, thunder the thunder boom 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 and she just started laughing and giggling and i was like i want to make that something that's not scary for her you know like let her know like we're in a house we're safe like you don't have to be scared and she just went with it like she's like okay well that's what i know you know if i was like oh scary thunder then she probably would have had a negative reaction you know but she really looks at me and you know brian and whoever's with her to like see how we react and then she'll react that and that's weird because like, I've taken the, mm-hmm. the developmental courses too, yeah. like developmental psychology, mm-hmm. just like the lifespan development. Yes. And, and so like hearing you say all this, like I know what you're talking about, but it's just like kind of making me think about like when I have a child and like just, just watching these, that man, that'd be yeah. wild. It's, be so that's what wild. I meant by the out-of-body experience. It's almost surreal, you know, like I knew all these things were going to happen, but now that they're happening, I'm like, well, this is happening and it's yeah. real. Like, it's not just some concept in a textbook. It's like, this is real life. And yeah, I mean, I know wild. that that's how it is, but it's still crazy to me <laughs> being a mom. <laughs> so that's, that's awesome. You enjoy it. I'm sure you're a good mother. Um, mm, I love it. And she's, she's one and a half, many years to come. Mm-hmm. <laughs> many- we go outside every day. <laughs> <laughs> Play. Many, many joys and, oh, yeah. and failures and successes and all kinds of stuff mm-hmm. that you've got to deal with. It's crazy. <laughs> so much fun. I'm, I'm really enjoying. I'm trying to like be present in every aspect. Like there was a time when she was really little and like not sleeping in the night and stuff where I was like, oh my gosh, I can't wait for this to be over. But I try to really be like present in that moment and like find the joys and um, like good things about that moment because you're never gonna have it again you know she's only gonna be two months old and when she's two months old yeah you, know, you don't get that back so i don't ever want to like wish away years of her life you know or times like i just want to try to appreciate it for what it is and yeah. like take the experience for what it is it's like that thing thing we've talked about that before how you just gotta you have ne- negative experiences in life but you just gotta find you can always find something positive out of something bad that mm-hmm. happens, even though it's kind of hard to do that sometimes depending on the severity of your situation. But, you know, most of the time you can find something, something positive out yeah. of it. Yeah. Or a way Peace, to love, grow. And positivity. You know, yeah. That's what we're all, that's what we're about. I agree. That is like one thing that is one of my missions in life is like, stay positive. Like crap happens and you either grow from it or you wallow in the pity of how you feel about it. Yeah. And, I mean, it's a choice, you know, like you can choose to find the positivity. You can choose to find the growth from it. And I mean, it might take time, of course, but, or you can just wallow. And I feel like a Be lot a of people victim. choose to wallow. Mentality. Yep. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> take the nuggets of wisdom that are in front of you. Mm-hmm. That's it's biblical. Wisdom it shouting in the street. Yes. All around. Look around. That's a Proverbs, bro. It is. Yeah. Look around. That's a good one. Spitting Proverbs over here. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. No, it's a Chinese proverb. That's that's awesome. Um, so last thing that I want to talk about is is a, a, another commonality that we share. I'm really into backpacking. Mm-hmm. 
And I want to talk about your experience because you went to the Grand Canyon and and did some backpacking out there. And and I did too. I just kind of want you to talk about your your experience. Yeah. Um, Share mine as well. Okay. Uh, I will just start by saying we backpacked um, Havasu Falls. Um, It was probably like 12 miles in down into the Grand Canyon. and then back out after we stayed our time there. But I can like hands down say that it was, if not the best, like one of the best, like top trips I've ever taken or been a part of. Like it was, it was amazing. It was, um, I went with my friend Amy and just even the trip there was amazing. Like we got caught in a thunderstorm driving through Oklahoma and literally the interstate closed. Like, not I said thunderstorm snowstorm um like uh, it was crazy I mean there were six feet of snow on the ground I mean in places it was it was nuts and we we're trying to drive and like we we're like man what are we gonna do if we have to stop like we're not gonna make it there on time we're not even gonna be able to to do our backpacking trip like we went to and uh so we ended up like having to pull into this hotel that didn't have electricity and like there were a bunch of other people staying there and like we ended up like swimming in the pool because it was heated and then playing cards all night with these random people that we met in the hotel. It was super fun. And, um, then we left and I, they opened the interstate back up and we tried to like find a gas station cause I needed gas and we got stuck in a snowbank and these people helped us out. And then they were like, do you guys need a place to stay in New Mexico? And we were like, yeah. And they were like, we work at this camp and we were like, okay. They had like an extra cabin that we could stay in. And <laughs> anyway, so we drove out to this camp and they're like, do you guys like to zip line? And we we're like, yeah. And like <laughs> it was snowing. And we're like zip, zip lining through the snow in the middle of the night. And they're like, do you guys like to rock climb? And we're like, yeah. And they're like, we have this foam pit with this bouldering all around. And we're like, okay. And they're like, do you guys like to do like the super swing? And we we're like, yeah. So we did this huge super swing where they pull you up and like let you drop. And like you're swinging through this like tabernacle. It was, it was nuts. Anyway. That wasn't even the backpacking part, but so we like met these really cool people and then we like went on to the Grand Canyon. Okay. So we get there and we start our backpacking trip, get down into the Canyon. It's the most phenomenal views I've ever seen. These waterfalls are like, it looked like, like all the pictures I took, people were like, you had to have Photoshopped that to make the water that blue. And like, it looked like a jewel. Like it was, and it's because of the, um, what is the word? The there's something on the bottom, like the minerals. Of the riverbed. Yeah, the minerals like are white, and so you can really the the clarity of the water is really pure. So it's super blue over the top of it. Um, and so these waterfalls are huge waterfalls with these like mineral growth things, like stalactite almost looking things around the waterfalls. Anyway, it was crazy and beautiful, and we went in the middle of the winter. Um which is maybe a mistake because <laughs> it was freezing. I think it was seven degrees when we got there and That's I, cold. and I was sleeping in a hammock. So, Oh my gosh. Yeah. You didn't even have a, <laughs> a mat to keep you no, warm. Um, I did have an under quilt, which was nice. It was like okay. a, a down under quilt that goes under your hammock to kind of trap the heat in between you and yeah. keep it. And um, we got a really good tip while we were out there from this person that was also backpacking. They were like, Fill your Nalgene with boiling water and put it in the bottom of your sleeping bag. And it was perfect. I like slept so well the next night because I had my boiling water Nalgene in my (laughs) sleeping bag. Um, Your boiling water what? 
Nalgene. What's a Nalgene? Um, you don't know what a Nalgene is? No, I don't know. <laughs> Nalgene. Now us in the Nal- audience on what like, a Nalgene is. <laughs> N-A-L- I'm... N A L G or N A L G E N E. Yeah, N A L G E N E. Um, it's a water bottle. Um, and what's so <laughs> <That's it. laughs> what's so unique about this water bottle is you can put boiling water in it, it doesn't melt. Um, you can run over it with a car and it doesn't break. Um, it has one of the caps that screws on. Surely you've seen me with my water bottle that like has the cap that has the little thing that I need to see this thing. I have it. I have is it all metal? my have it No, of? it's it's plastic. It's just a really durable um, Nalgene. Nalgene. Look, get one. I mean, you, if <laughs> yeah, you're backpacking, you're, intrig- you're yeah, intriguing me with this. For like sure. that's. I mean, you can unscrew it and clip it to your side of your backpack. Um, it holds, you know, 32 ounces of water. I don't know. Anyway, Nalgene's are the best because you can put boiling water in it in your sleeping bag and not die of hypothermia. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so um, it's good to know. So Amy and I, we decided to take this trip. You know, we didn't have a lot of knowledge of where we were going or what we were doing we just decided to go because it looked like fun it looked beautiful and we're just kind of spontaneous people um so we get down there and they say like no campfires because it's on this like um reservation uh it's the only city havasu is the only city um where they deliver the mail on like horseback oh wow so they have to like go down into the, the pony canyon. pony express yeah yeah um and so we get down there we you know get our permits all figured out because you have to have permits to do that hike hmm. now and to camp down there um and they only open it up for a certain number of people a day to be down there so you have to like call in on like february 1st and like reserve your spot for november or whatever you want to go oh wow yeah, it's nuts it, and we got in right before they closed it down in the winter months so we got to go in the middle of winter um and we built a campfire and we like had all of our things. Our packs probably weighed 50 pounds. I mean, they were so heavy. It was because it was winter. So we had to take a lot of stuff and we probably could have packed more conservatively. But anyway, it was over New Year's. So we packed a couple little like party hats and things. It, it was so <laughs> much fun. Um, but it was a rejuvenating trip. Like we just had the best time ever. And the waterfalls were amazing. And um. Yeah, we didn't know there was going to be a little store down there. And so we could have bought some of like the food stuff and not backpacked it in 12 miles of craziness. But anyway. Yeah. Um it was just the best trip ever. We we loved every second of it and I mean, I don't know. I I can't remember a trip that I really enjoy more than that. Yeah. That that sounds kind of kind of a lot like uh, when me and my friend Blake and then Merck went and hiked the Grand Canyon, we went and did that the Bright Angel Trailhead, yeah, which is one of the more more popular mm-hmm. hikes. It's you started in the Grand Canyon like village that they have there, yeah. Uh, and we, me and Marcus, or Marcus and I, <laughs> had had done. Like one section, the first section from Lake Fort Smith to White Rock Mountain on the Ozark Island Trail, mm-hmm. and like we didn't even have back like backpacking backpacks. So like we had like sleeping bags swinging from the top of our bags. We ran yeah. out. We went. We went in early September. Terrible time to go. It's hot. And Terrible buggy. time to go. <laughs> and uh i can't i mean that was just stupid because the snakes were out yeah. and like it was just stupid but we went and we ran out of water with like 
four or five miles to go and we were like gonna die like marcus <laughs> almost had a heat stroke anyways that was in se- early september well that was our first taste of doing a, a backpack if you want to call it that. right and uh an we overnight were, yeah we were like pack all your stuff in. Dude, well we had we had camped before but not done like a significant amount of mileage because we did we ended up doing like 18 miles like wow. we would normally go you know like do a three mile in hike and then camp and then come right. back out this was like our first through hike i guess would be what you'd call it and uh so it the you know time progressed and we were like dude we need to do something i think i texted him and blake one day and i was like let's do like just a let's go somewhere for christmas break and just do a crazy backpack mm-hmm and so I was like, let's do the Grand Canyon. We were thinking all these national parks. Yeah. And so they were like, you know, let's, you know, Smokies aren't just too awfully far. Let's, mm-hmm. I was like, let's do the Grand Canyon. Let's yeah. just drive, drive across the Continental Divide and do, do the Grand Canyon. Yeah. So they were, they were down for it. And mm-hmm. it was, we didn't know what we were doing. We had, this was like our first backpack where we actually had invested in actual backpacking backpacks. It's an investment for sure. It is. And it is a. <laughs> great investment oh yeah uh, it Definitely. is so worth it and it's crazy like when you're when you got your pack uh, and you got you know 40 45 pounds on your back and just like slight adjustments make a huge mm-hmm. difference like, burp, burp, yeah it's burp, like burp. just it's like just a like an inch or two pulling it in is the difference between you like hurting your neck mm-hmm. and being fine you know exactly but it, it was such a beautiful experience we went it was december 23 Third, twenty second, twenty third, or it was twenty first. We left on the nineteenth, hiked in the twenty first, twenty second. We hiked out, and then twenty third we came back. So it was right before Christmas, and the trees were just like yellow mm. down in in this uh, place called Phantom Ranch. Mm. Got one of the best pictures of like my. I, I wouldn't consider myself a photographer, but my <laughs> photography career. Like it, they got one of the best pictures of just like the Colorado River with all the trees mm-hmm. and just it was so beautiful. Yeah. And then what really surprised me down there, I don't know if y'all ran across any uh, deer down there, uh, mule deer. Yeah. They just like they don't care about yeah. you. They're just like, all right, you're there. Yeah. <laughs> you can walk right up to it. So wild. Yeah. yeah. It's crazy. Um, but it, it was a it was a great experience, and it's it's just like getting out away from where you, like you normally are and experiencing something profound like that is just like life altering it's mm-hmm. like you said rejuvenating if, yeah if you need to shake things up ever go on yeah. go on just a little adventure you don't have to we didn't spend i mean gas money and, yeah. and food like we just kind of went and did did our thing mm-hmm. you know yeah it doesn't doesn't cost too much and it's it's just rejuvenating mm-hmm. so Highly yeah, recommend. It's, it's almost hard to explain. Like, like I wanted to like give it words to explain like how amazing it was, but I like amazing doesn't. It doesn't, it doesn't make, feel like it does it justice. <laughs> it doesn't make like logical sense. Yeah. Why it's one of those like intuitive like personal things that you just mm-hmm. have to experience for yourself. So mm-hmm. explaining it to someone is just it just doesn't do it justice. Yeah. Sure. It's kind of like telling a story, like a funny thing that happened to you, and it was one of those things that you just had to be, <laughs> had to be there. there. Yeah, mm-hmm. so it's yeah. funny when you tell it. Exactly. So, that's so basically, what Gary's saying is, go to the Grand Canyon for yourself. <laughs> yeah, just, yeah. Check go, it out. just go do something <laughs> profound. Yeah. Get outside. 
go outside for sure. Yeah. A recent backpacking trip I took that was really fun was me and Amy and Jeremiah and John. We uh, took a trip out to Stack Rock. Um, I know exactly where I've been there. A climbing area. And they have this pillar that just like, it's, it's crazy. It just shoots straight up from the ground. It's, I don't even know, like 15 feet across at the top. I mean, and it's just a round pillar that just goes straight up and you can climb there's rock climbing routes on it um and we decided like it was on our little friend's bucket list of things to do um backpack out to it and sleep on top of the rock so like we went out there and took all of our gear and like got some firewood and like hauled it up to the top of the rock and like (laughs) we set up a little campfire and we like set up our little sleeping pads all four of us barely fit on the top of this thing um, and we just stayed the night out there. That's on top awesome. Of that rock. Yeah. It was, I could have done that. I fell off the side or it, something. Well, no, I mean, there was more room than that. Like it was, but not really. Nothing's I mean, we gonna, were like pretty close to the end. Was it like the size of this room? You. No, it's bigger than this. Okay. Well, maybe oh, yeah, I'm mistaken. A little bit bigger. <laughs> it's not that big. Not really? So no, like, I mean, you, it's bigger. So like you for sure could have fell spots off. Where you're like, I'm not going to go over there because it's like really rocky and weird. But so like the sleeping spots were probably this big, like where you could actually like sit. So did you want to take sleeping bags up there? Um, Yeah, we took the sleeping open. pads and sleeping bags. Yeah. Figured it, there's not going to much that's going to mess with you up on top oh, of a rock. No. I mean, there were some <laughs> bugs, but yeah, it was really, it was so much fun. And we had like a campfire and like cooked some brats and like it was, it was a really good time. Yeah. Did some climbing and then went up and camped out and then climbed the next awesome. day yeah that's awesome it was really cool it was something we'd always talked about doing we're like let's just do it and so we did it was great <laughs> well will do you have anything else for miss rooney ah she hates when i call her miss rooney okay miss rooney. you both i challenge you right now to call me Lori. <laughs> challenge not accepted do challenge it accepted. just do it please Nice try, Mr. Rooney. <laughs> I like that Garrett the other day was like, I will not call you your first name, but I'll drop the miss and just call you Rooney. Rooney? And I was like, okay. I can deal with you that. I'm down with that. But Lori would also be fine now that you're 23-year-old adults. We're adults, Gary. <laughs> Barely 23, though. <laughs> <laughs> We're adults. On the, new, on, the, on the newer end of 23. We're oh adults. Goodness. Yes. That's weird true. to say. You are. That's You're, so- no, and uh, if we're wrapping things up, one thing I really did want to say is I don't have favorite students, but the two of you were two of my favorite students. And I had a friend ask me the other day, um, like, who, who my favorite students were. And I was like, like, right now or like over the last eight years? And they were like, I mean, I don't know, over the last eight years. And I was like, Man, and so I really started to think, like, who some of those kids were that, like, stood out to me, and both of you are on that list, so I want you to know. Well, thank you, thank you. Yeah, well, I mean, because, okay. You made me feel good about myself. Well, I'm I'm serious, like, you're good people, you were fun to have in class, you were the kind of people that would go and sit with seventh graders and play card games with them and be a role (laughs) model for them, and you participated in class even when other people didn't and you got other people to participate and it for a teacher you're the kind of students that teachers want to have so and you're really smart and great athletes and as a track coach 
We love having great athletes. That's a bonus. That's a bonus. Yeah. <laughs> well, and thank you. Anyway, you we, guys make me proud. So y'all are doing great things, and I love it. We yeah. really appreciate that. Yeah, I appreciate yeah. that. I was, I'll say something about that real fast when we're finishing it up. Uh, it's like you never realize what you do until after it's all said and done. And, you know, I, I probably speak for Gary when I say this, too. I mean, I wish we'd have, you know, done a lot more stuff when we were, you know, younger. I wish we'd have known more and been able to do more for people and not just students or our peers, but, like, participated more in class because you, you never realize how much you affect somebody until later on down the road and you've learned more. You've, you know, mm-hmm. you know walked the journey a little farther. So, yeah. Hindsight's twenty twenty. They say it's true, man. It is. It really is. It's it really true. Is. But but no, then and to to show you, like, because you you say you know we participated in class and all this. Yeah, I, but I, like, really, I really feel like we did. But like, I look back at my high school experience, and there was so much more in the tank. So it's like it's it's humbling, yeah. but it's also promising in the same regard. It's like. Oh, I I can do so much more if I really put my focus in mm-hmm. whatever direction. You yeah, know? you kind of you kind of you kind of got what I was saying there, Gary. It's like you you said all those nice things, and we really appreciate that. But it's like <laughs> we could have done so been so much better. Like, mm-hmm. and you, you can always be a better person. Yeah, you can no, always be a better student, person, mm-hmm. a better uh, a better wife, a better husband, a better friend. Like, you can always be a better person. It's just. It's it's humbling to look back on it and somebody say something good about you or nice about yeah. you and then you're like, man, I could have done so much more. But yeah. I was just giving by. I could have yeah, done. Yeah, I know all you could. Things. I don't know. <laughs> no, I know and, what you're and saying. And don't don't look back at a, at the past like that and and live in it and be like, oh, I should have. Look at it like as in the present and be like, use it as a mirror to say, oh, you know, never too never too mm-hmm. late to to put that effort forward. You yeah. Know? yeah, it's like you can't change the past, but you can make a concentrated effort to be better now. Don't be mm-hmm. upset, just be aware. Yeah, right. we said we said that before. You <laughs> it's not it's not bad to reflect on the past, just don't dwell there. Mm. Yeah. So. So true. That's and all. and keeping a perspective of positivity and and gratitude, I think is so important. Just if I could leave anyone that was listening to this with anything like trying to stay grateful for what you have and the things that are good in your life, you know, keeping that perspective of like, cause where your focus is like, that's really what is going to empower you. You know, like, are you focusing on the negative? Are you focusing on, um, you know, the past or, you know, things that have happened to you or are you focused on the things that you can control? You know, like what's happening now? Um, I think that's just really, really important. Um, and you know, I mean, I think you know, what, what do you believe in? Like, what do you believe about yourself? What do you believe about humanity? Do you believe that there's more good in this world than bad? Like Tim, Tim Smith has taught me anything. Him saying that over and over and over, like it's really impacted my outlook. Like I do believe that there's good in this world. And if I believe that, then it's going to be true. You know, about my situation, about my circumstances, like that's going to be true for me. Like the lens that you choose to look through. Yeah. Whether you think you can or think you can't, you're right. You know, like I, I would always, um, I think about that for sure, but just kind of like focusing on the positive and, and the blessings that you have in your life and like being grateful for those things. So we, we normally ask, uh, yeah, what, you, just, what, you just railed off a nice, uh, <laughs> a nice little explanation there. Yeah. We, we normally ask, you know, what you're going to leave the audience with, but that, that was, uh, 
That was a pretty pretty good one. So we'll just we'll just <laughs> that consider that one, one answered. Well, awesome. Yeah, we don't even have to ask. <laughs> um, yeah. But before we before we close, we just really want to thank you for coming on the podcast. Oh, yeah. This is uh, really fun. Taking your time out, we definitely got a high score. Oh yeah, we got a mega uh, high score. Our old high score was Marcus's podcast. It was like one seventeen. Yeah, and we're we're one forty. One forty right now. Oh, We've been here goodness. for almost two hours. I'm so sorry. No, you're fine. I talk a lot. We uh, no, we fun. had a lot of good a lot of good topics, a lot yeah. of good conversation. It was really fun. Thank you guys so much for inviding me. I felt kinda honored. I was like, Oh yeah, no doubt. Podcast. That's the whole point. It's just to have a little casual conversation. Yeah. yeah. And I, I really I'm feel like people, because we have fifty uh, ish people that download this podcast. Yeah. And if you even just affect a few, I feel like you've got things that you said that people will gain value from. Well, so, I hope so those are those are the type of, of yeah. people that we want to bring on, or people yeah. that are interesting, cool, you know, exciting, and have <laughs> have a little bit of value to bring. So, yeah, well, thanks. thanks for that. Yeah, I appreciate it. But anyways, uh, to close it off, yeah, man, you, close can, up, you can Gary. find me on Instagram at GaryTheGreat96 and on Snapchat at Gary, G-A-I-R-Y. And you can find me on Instagram at Will underscore Pennington 00 and on Twitter at TheScavenger23. You can find us on Instagram at Casual Conversation Podcast. One more time, at Casual Conversation <laughs> Podcast. Mr. Ernie? You got the social media shout outs? What yeah, Instagram, Lori J. Rooney. <laughs> she posts so a lot exciting. of cool rock climbing and she'll sometimes post like trail running stuff. Yeah. And Spell that out for the people though. Um, L-O-R-I-J-R-O-O-N-E-Y. There you go. Yeah, on Instagram. Yeah. Go give her a follow. Yeah, there's some baby pics. <laughs> yeah, <too. laughs> she definitely posts pictures of Sadie. But yeah. I'll, I'll post a lot of outdoors things too. I've got a lot of events coming up, some... Um, ultimate frisbee some climbing some yeah training for horseshoe hell for this year i'm gonna do this sometimes 24 she does again. handstands on top of mountains oh yeah, yeah. good time you did you did like a thing one time where you did like a handstand a day for a month yeah i, sh- I should have <laughs> stuck with that keeps the doctor away it does i'm gonna do handstands till i'm 95 <laughs> oh my god yeah I'm serious well that'd be good though i mean you're still in i'll good document health. it for sure on instagram okay. when i'm 95 <laughs> Alrighty. All right. Well, once again, though, thanks for coming on. We really appreciate yeah. it. I thought it was awesome. Yeah. I had a great time. Me too. So, with that being said, though, Gary out. Later. Yeah.